Hello and welcome to Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears and Carl Lindarte. Hello. Hello, Chris. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Friday and it's episode, what episode is it? 50. That's oh my right. God, I can't believe we've done 50 of this. Yeah, I know, which means it's just over two years worth, which is pretty crazy. Oh my God. Have you ever been committed to something for that long before? No, no, no to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a baby coming soon, so that, yeah, that you'll probably be... have to be committed a bit longer than two That's years. That's why I've been panicking, because like, oh my God, this is actually a big commitment. <laughs> I can't get out of it now. <laughs> yeah. And how is the bump going? Oh, growing too much, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just getting heavier and heavier. It's harder to breathe, but good. Growing. Yeah. Baby's growing. Healthy baby. Good. What we like to hear. Um, yep. So for episode 50, we thought we'd talk about something which we've touched on a few times, I think, but I think it deserves its own episode, really. And that is networking. Yeah. I really dread networking. I hate it. I hate it in certain situations, though, but uh, especially, you know, when you go in events and stuff, that's the bit I hate about networking, but it's so important for your career, not just that type of networking, but just creating a network around you, especially as a designer, that's what you need to do. Yeah, I think when you're starting out, it's actually probably one of the most important things you can do, like almost even as much as gaining some little projects or whatever for your portfolio I think meeting the right people and understanding the connections you've got in your local area and stuff like that can be really helpful when you're starting out yeah definitely at least it just gives you that um I also think it's a good practice as well like if you start finding people who you want to connect to either through social media or through events or through people that you already know friends etc it just gives you some a little bit of practice as well because you you go and meet them for a coffee or something and then you start practicing a little bit your speech and mm-hmm. who you know like about you and who you are and what you do and then that is also helping you to prepare for like future interviews as well um and just trying to refine what is it that you want to do you know which areas you want to work um on in terms of design whether it's more on the research side or whatever so i think it's just also like a good if you see it as a good practice i think is is also very useful design really most of the job is about networking but not networking with kind of stakeholders and within your own organization and I think that is almost another type of networking so I suppose when you hear the word you just think of going to these horrible events with name tags and stuff but it's actually a way of getting you ready for dealing with different departments in your eventual organization you're going to be working in and different stakeholders different team members all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's different types, as you said, like you, you go to an event and that's one type of networking. Then there's also like social media networking or, you know, the people that you find on the internet or LinkedIn or etc. that you want to connect to. And then there's also like, as you said, the more like, I kind of see it like two parts, like a long-term networking relationship that you could build with people within the organization or outside um, your organization. Um, and then there's also more like tactical networking. So if you are running a project and you're really having a lot of problems with 
certain department and you want to like reach out to them um, and network and then build a relationship. It also helps you unlock any any barriers or constraints as well that you might have. So networking within the organization is super important. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of like social network networking or social networking. <laughs> um, I'm not very like, good at that one. You never heard of social networking? <laughs> no, I'm not very good at that one, I said. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I do get a lot of random requests from people i suppose yeah, to connect and it's yeah just get lots of random requests you're saying oh be good to connect and i'm like why <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think doing that kind of cold calling kind of networking is not really the best a better way is to kind of engage with that person or any content they're putting out there maybe and just get involved in the discussion before reaching out and just saying yeah be good to connect add some value to the conversation they're trying to have online yeah um before kind of reaching out and i think it will help them warm up to you a little bit as well if they see your name pop up every now and then in comments on you know blog posts they've written or if you've got anything to add to what they were trying to say or even if you disagree like you shouldn't necessarily be scared of doing that either as long as you do it in a non-trolly kind of way but yeah it's, it's a bit of a minefield because it is so easy to just kind of message someone out of the blue and try and connect with them because you think they're cool or whatever which obviously is the reason why people are connecting with me but oh okay <laughs> <laughs> they think you're very cool yeah, exactly. or they love your british accent exactly or the americans um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my massive american fan base <laughs> yeah i mean i also think that's super related to your personal brand as well like for example you have your blog you have the slack channel um the podcast etc and I think the more you kind of are out there on like social media talking about what you do and the more you have your point of view as well and that's what I'm saying I, I'm not very good at that because I'm not always always posting stuff but um I I do believe that you know you would connect with the people um you want to connect if you start like really getting involved in the conversations as you said obviously commenting on other people's posts but also creating your own um on brand online which is super important and i think you actually do a very good job on that thank you very much i don't <laughs> <laughs> you're a ghost on the internet i'm a go i'm an internet ghost no i use the podcast uh is my way of like you know doing or creating that personal brand or, or when i'm presenting somewhere perhaps i'll just post something i just find it really cringe i don't know i mean i do a lot of stuff but i don't post it i find that like oh people think i'm a bit like I'm, I'm bragging but it shouldn't be like that it should be you you should be proud of what you're doing and I, that really helps you create a, a brand online yeah i think it's more of a sharing mentality rather than a promoting mentality right because if you're going to bother putting the effort to put together a talk or whatever it is you're doing, presumably you think at least some of the stuff you're saying is relevant to the wider UX community. So I'm not sure we're talking about networking so much anymore, but if you are putting content out there in which you want kind of people you don't know potentially to be feeding back on that, um, then yeah, don't look at it as I'm so great. Here's my talk. Everyone should believe me. Just invite discussion. 
that will lead you hopefully to get some comments or feedback from people that you might want to connect with in future and that means that you can start to build that rapport with them or engage with them before just dropping the random connection request. Yeah, I do get a lot of random connection requests. I mean, some people are from the podcast, which obviously I, I try to reply to. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just random people. So it's it's harder to actually reply to them. And obviously, obviously most times are like recruiters trying to <laughs> network with you, trying to offer you a job or finding people jobs as well. Yeah, so that's kind of like the online bit, isn't it? Like networking online is a little bit for me it's a little bit more awkward but there's nothing more awkward than going into an event and trying to network i absolutely hate that one that type Mm -hmm. of networking it just makes me feel so cringe like going into an event and hello i'm carla and how are you and i know it's expected but i do i really don't enjoy it so do you mean events which are specifically networking events or do you mean stuff like conferences where networking's a part of why I think both right I wouldn't I I don't think I have been just on a networking to a networking event I do normally just go to a conference and then has kind of a networking um, time you know that when you can go and talk to people and stuff yeah I I absolutely hate it. I make myself do it though because I do believe that's really important and I've actually met very good people through the events I've been to. I mean, actually, I go to the events more for that than sometimes the the speakers Uh or the content because you go and and meet people, but I don't like it. I feel really uncomfortable doing it and I know a lot of people do feel the same, but there are some tips and tactics that you can apply. I mean, I'm an introvert and I hate just going cold and talking to people but the also one um thing that someone advised to me is like people love talking about themselves so if you go and ask someone open questions so just have in your mind at least three or four questions that you you know they're open enough so then you can ask that question after you've introduced yourself uh, or get introduced by someone and then get the person to talk um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of a good way of then you interact. And obviously, you have to listen to what they're saying and try to create a conversation at the back of that. So it's easier to do that than starting with yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, and I think like it's the same principles as we were just talking about for the online stuff. Don't make it just a transactional interaction where your goal is right. I need to get conversion on a job offer in this conversation <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it's a bit more of a long game. Just make that connection, learn a bit about what they're doing, what their challenges are, that sort of stuff. Don't necessarily go in there with your final sentence being, oh, can I have a job then? You know, (laughs) that doesn't often, if at all, happen. So yeah, it's really just about introducing yourself, letting them know a bit about where you're at, what your goals are, what sort of stuff you're interested in, and the same kind of from their side as well. And If there's some kind of synergy there, then very often further down the line, you know, they might become a very valuable connection to have. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think also think having good stories to tell, um, like interesting ways of talking about yourself that is not necessarily, oh, I have done this and I have done that. It's more like, you know, keep in in, in your pocket some like stories that you normally tell about yourself that are interesting that show your interest and show your 
um, you know, where you want to get to, but not necessarily talking about work, you know, that makes sense. Like it's, it's stories about, you know, what you enjoy doing or what you, what your hobbies are. Like, for example, I could talk about my podcast as a way of like saying, you know, I'm actually quite active in the UX space and blah, 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 but without necessarily like talking about work only because you have to also have other dimensions to yourself especially because you started with a personal relationship and then moving more into a professional one so you want to kind of show your personality a little bit more as well yeah so when i tell people about the podcast i just pop some headphones on play an episode and then come back half an hour later just be like <laughs> right <laughs> let's exchange details job done <laughs> I was wondering, actually, as a little present, you can veto this if you want, but we have got our, or I still got our original ever recording of this podcast when it was called Design Bullshit Busters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you still have it? Oh I my still God. got it. It was so shit. I mean, still like, pretty shit, but I remember the first one was really <laughs> bad. <laughs> we used to drink whiskey to like relax. Yeah, now we're completely <laughs> sober. Well, I hope you're sober anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I am. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, um, okay, maybe I'll do that. I'll add a little download link for people to listen to how terrible we were two years ago <laughs> when we're still nervous about listening to our own voices and all that kind of stuff. I still never listen to them, though. Never. No, oh, really? I never listen to them, no. I've been listening to them quite a lot recently because, yeah, I just started a new gig fairly recently. And actually, there was some relevant advice I needed to give myself to start that new job. So. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so we did the one on, oh, what was it? Something like starting a new UX job or something a few episodes ago. And like what you should do in the first kind of 100 days. Yeah. Yeah, so I used that and that was actually pretty helpful. Oh, wow. You found yourself helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the best, isn't it? But sometimes it's like anything, right? You Throughout your career, you sort of solve all these challenges or you learn these things and then you encounter it again a few years later and it's like you can't even remember that you dealt with it before and you can't remember what you did to deal with it. So yeah. it's quite useful to listen back to your own advice. So that's why this podcast is quite handy because I've got like a record of, oh, actually, I did do something like that before and this is what I did. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I never thought about it. Okay, I'm gonna use it now in um in my new job, but I'm changing jobs again. So yeah, so going back to networking, this all gonna say so the events that's one tip, get your questions ready. Um also if you don't if you're not very good at it at going and introducing yourself, etc., you can actually just get a buddy or someone to introduce you. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. I go with um people who are very outgoing. And get them to do all the hard work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm kind of part of a conversation. Um, and But also, it's, it's really hard as well to get out of a conversation sometimes. Like, sometimes you find someone and then you kind of start talking. And this person gets quite excited. And then you feel like you've been talking to the same person for, like, a long time. And you kind of want to get out of it. Um so that's it's also like a hard thing to do. I normally just use the stupid excuse or oh sorry, I need to run to the, run to the loo. Um, but do you what do you do when you get stuck with someone? Just drop a <laughs> fart. 
god. That's a pretty good way to get out of there. <laughs> oh my god, Chris. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um to be honest, like I'm a pretty blunt person as you know, so I would just say something like I'm gonna kind of go and speak to a few other people now, nice to talk to you, blah blah, stay in touch or don't, depending how much you like them and yeah, I mean it's not like you're there to spend the whole evening with them. They know that. I think yeah. it's reasonable to say, you know, this is a networking type event. Gonna go and see who else I can talk to. Like, I don't think too many people get that offended by that. No, I wouldn't get. Well, maybe I'll get offended. I'm a bit sensitive, especially these days. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good one. I just normally just say, oh, sorry, I, I need to go get a phone call or need to go to the loo or something so I interrupt <laughs> the conversation and say see you later um not that um direct but maybe yeah it's, it's a good point like you, you should be a bit more honest and say like look this is a networking event nice to meet you but I'm gonna see if I can meet someone else that's good obviously these networking events are not the only way to network with people um aside from the social media stuff you can obviously do one-on-one -on -one networking as well and sometimes that will be the follow-on from the bigger networking events potentially if you've met someone particularly interesting that you're both interested in talking a bit more so it then progresses to a one-on-one -on -one coffee or something what tips would you have for that kind of scenario versus the yeah the big group networking type stuff i have to say in my career the that kind of networking has been the most effective for me when like changing jobs or looking for a job or changing industries or changing companies, um, you know, going and having coffee with certain people that you've met in an event or someone get, got you introduced or, or even like within the same organization, um, just going and meeting the people from the team you want to work for. Um, an example of that is the job I just got, like, I actually started networking with these people for about a year. I knew them. I talked to them before. So then when there was time to apply for a job, then they knew who I was and what my interest, is, my interest was and, you know, and, and my background. So I think it's, you know, it's, I, I call it more like strategic networking. So where you don't necessarily have an outcome right away after you had a call or a, a coffee with someone or lunch is something that you build a relationship that you build longer term because you know that you want to get there and in consulting in Deloitte for when I was at Deloitte is is a very very common and they encourage this type of networking all the time so if you want to work in a particular industry or with a particular client just send an email to someone say I want to have a one-on-one -on -one, I want to talk to you but then just keep that relationship going for a while um, you, you might find it a bit frustrating because you think oh I didn't get a job right away from this conversation and it was just a nice coffee but um, I do believe that with time if that person is actually looking for someone they will remember you and they would like um, give you the opportunity at least to to go for the job and that's really been very super successful for me um, in my career 
Yeah, there's been so many times I've had this random chat or coffee with someone and then like that's it for two years or something. And then suddenly they like pop up, be like, oh, would you be interested in, you know, helping us out with this project or whatever? So, yeah, you don't see an immediate outcome, but I believe in most cases that if you make a connection with someone, you are going to stick at least a little bit in their minds further down the line. So I don't think there's ever a downside really to spending time with new people that yeah, might be able to help you in the future, even if at that particular point in time, they're not able to offer you a job or whatever it is. Exactly. And you never know, you never go with it with a speech of oh, I want a job. Um, you go with the idea of meeting someone new, tell them what you're interested in, the kind of projects you want to get involved in, never look desperate. Because I think that's number one advice. Yeah. I've, I've had coffees with people who are like, oh, please give me a job. And you feel like, mm, you know, that's that's a bit too desperate. Uh, I would say just be yourself. Uh, that's like rule number one. And second, be honest what you want to achieve and say, you know, this is why it's interesting for me to meet you because I want your advice on this and, and that. I think that's way more successful because then you make that other person feel important, like, Okay, I want your advice because you're an expert in this area and, you know, I want to know how I get there and give me some tips, give me some tools for me to get there. That's better than, oh, I really need a job, you know, and this is what I do and this is my CV and look at my portfolio because I think that's just too desperate, it, especially for me. It just doesn't work. Um, I think it's more like, a, as I said, a more strategic and more like longer term relationship and try to keep the conversation going as well say oh maybe we we can catch up in a couple of months and maybe have lunch and blah 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 so just let it die as well if you really want something you should try and um without looking desperate and without being annoying of course (laughs) but um just try that that keep it momentum in that relationship so yeah, I think that goes for people you've met at a networking event or whatever. If there was kind of a mutual interest in staying in touch a couple of days later, I think it's fine to kind of drop them a little tweet or whatever saying, great to meet. Hopefully we can arrange a coffee soon. People do appreciate that as opposed to just, we met at this thing. I'm connecting with you now. Give me a job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I I still have coffees and lunches with, you know, the people I work with before for example because you never know like you have to keep your relationships um going for a while you never know you you might want to go back or this person knows about um a role that you might be interested in or you pick up new ideas or they tell you about new conferences etc like like remove the need of a need of a job and just like try to keep your network um always going and 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 running is it's going to really help you, and if anything, in the future. There's always going to be someone who says, oh, I, you know, Carlo would be great for this role, and they'll pick up the phone and tell you um, if you keep that relationship going. But if you go too desperate and use, like, oh, I have half an hour with this person, I have to tell them why I want a job, it's just, it's, I don't think that's that's really useful. No, agreed. And I think another thing I would add as well is your networking circles don't just focus on the design community necessarily. So if there are other interests or whatever you have, like even if it's, I don't know, you're into horses, for example, like is there a community around horses that you can get involved with and meet people there? Because again, you never know down the line, 
these weird sort of tangential things that can happen. Someone might be, oh, I need a a webs. My horse needs a a blog. Can you help? <laughs> can you help me with my horse's blog or whatever? You get what I mean, but yeah, you never know like where these kind of connections are going to cross and how they're going to interact with each other. So don't just think of networking as purely job focused. I think it's more people focused, and yeah, yeah, pretty much the more people you know the better and the more high quality relationships you've got you're going to be doing all right yeah I think. and you make a good point and i mean it should be linked to you and your passions and who you are and not necessarily going and faking it like i wouldn't go to like a, an accounting conference because i think i want you know <laughs> you know because it's not it's not my interest um or um try to go and network in areas where i'm not really interested in um whereas if you're really passionate about horses as you said like you would have more to talk about and when you go there you have more to share with people just keep it always very honest and and like genuine like you are who you are um don't change yourself for 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 anything um you know just just tell them who you are and this is why i like and mm-hmm. and that's that's better to build personal connections than like trying to fake it so the last thing i'm going to talk about is any cultural differences and as the colombian ambassador <laughs> do colombians have any different ways of networking or different approaches that you've noticed compared to i suppose it's, england or wherever else you've had to do it it's really interesting because obviously i've lived overseas for 12 years now but i recently i've been helping a friend who's colombian to network actually um in the uk because she's looking for a job and when obviously i said i set her up with someone i know and and the the first I could start I could start seeing the cultural differences then because obviously she's coming like fresh from Colombia, and over there is very formal like everything is really formal like you call people like doctors even though they're not doctors right like it's just so formal that when she started like I introduced her like over email and then she started like um, replying to the messages like she would send them to me first to kind of have a look at them and they're all super formal like you know thank you so much and very like um uh, very very polite but to the point that it looks a bit too much and i was just saying to her like communication style is very different especially in our industry in the uk is i'm not saying it's totally informal but it's not very formal either it's more like you know i'm a human being let's just connect um rather than you're here up here and i'm down here and i'm just trying to get a job from or or, you know trying too hard to to get to know you so i think that's one of the key like cultural differences that i could identify and that's why you think that uh, all the cultures would have a similar approach like when you go and meet someone just being like trying to be too much for that person and less yourself and more like something that you think you have to be um and that's why um you know i started realizing you know it's so different it's so formal it's all it's very it's very it's very very different the style of communication so if you're foreign and obviously if you come from a, a similar culture than me uh, you have to learn the the style of communication here which is way more informal and more like one-to-one than you know that hierarchical if that makes sense yep yeah have you got anything else on networking no i mean it's 
it's something that you don't necessarily want to do. It's very cringe. It creates a lot of anxiety for people who are introverts, like myself. Like, before you go, you try and, like, oh, my God, how can I get out of this? Um, because you get really nervous. But, you know, it is very important. It's going to take you to places that you never expect. And um, you have to do it, as part, especially as a designer. It's super important. You, you keep your network because uh, you never know when someone is going to be looking for someone exactly like you and it might be the opportunity you always wanted to have um so definitely it's it's like a muscle that you have to yeah, you have yeah. to build yeah cool i think that's about it for episode 50 then yeah i hope it was a good one it's yeah except it's 50 isn't it <laughs> it's is 50 see you next time adios search and subscribe to design untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at designuntangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.